Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Conor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Uh, Conor, I'm good now. I just, I, you know, not to critique your intro there but yes. I, was, I was looking at the clock here on the computer that, yeah. that intro is two seconds faster than it usually is. I just, want, <laughs> I just want you to, you know, take your time. Don't worry about it. We're under no pressure here. There's some hyper-analytics going on here, and I'm not a fan of it. I just, look, I just like things to be consistent. Yeah. And, yeah. frankly, that's two why seconds we consistently, either way. That's why we consistently put out average episodes. That Oh, below average consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to scare you. If we start getting too good, I know you get worried. Oh, this is, the fame goes to my head too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is Movie Monday, Sean. There is actually lots of movie news this week. Um, we are getting to a trailer from last week. So the One Division trailer did come out, I think it was like a, maybe seven or eight days ago, but we didn't get to it last week. We will get to, do, to it this week, but we are starting this week with the big news. Oh. And I think it's something that you're going to like, Sean. I haven't told you this because... I tell you a few of the stories just so you can do a bit of research. Yeah, but, so I don't look like a total idiot. Yeah, like, and it's somehow you still pull it off. Oh, I don't know how you do it, but... Oh, um, <laughs> oh I'm sad now. <laughs> no, but... Um, and sometimes it was a story I don't tell you because I really want to get your genuine reaction. And this week we're starting with the HBO Max special, Justice League. 
Ooh. And that is the news that Justice League is reportedly spending seventy million dollars to complete the Snyder Cut. Fuck me! What? <laughs> So, do you remember when Justice League came out? I'm sure you do. You were around. I was a young lad. A young lad. And you were full of dreams. And you thought, the Justice League, they can't mess this up. Well, the movie did not get much fanfare. And But what held everyone back from going too mad was, Zack Snyder has a cut. There's a Snyder cut around the place. It definitely exists. And the whole movie's there. You just need to edit it together, Zack. And so... They were kind enough to go through with it at HBO Max. But now the news is they're spending $70 million to complete the cut. Sean, I have only one question. Yeah? Would you spend $70 million on a movie that is already complete? I I don't... uh, No. No, not at all. Like, the thing is, like, at what point do you... Does, like, the law of sunk cost come into this? Because, like, however much money Justice League made... Adding another seventy million onto the cost, they need to make at least seventy million off of a HBO streaming service release. Yeah, to make that somewhat worth it. Now HBO are notoriously—they don't give a shit. Like on John Oliver's show, they will just throw money at anything because they just—they don't care. But I just think the whole idea of Zack Snyder being like, "My cut is good. Just let me do it," and then he gets there, and it's kind of like. I need another $70 million to complete it. Sorry, what? guys. Yeah, now I know there was news this week that they are bringing in actors to do reshoots. For a whole week like of additional photography. But Henry Cavill is not involved in those reshoots. So they're happy enough with the footage they have of him. They can just... They've nailed that t- upper lip. They don't <laughs> need to do any more. It's already in the bag, lads. <laughs> don't worry about it. I like how Zack Snyder's like, no, guys, can we not just get him in? Zack, we did it. We absolutely nailed it the first time around. It's I think it'll just be a waste of money. print, my friend. <laughs> like, they did not see him. It looked gorgeous. And did was there... Is there a reason to pay... seven? Like, is it for the actors? Is the $70 million? And the crew, I guess? Um, no, it's only, that's only part of the budget. So it will now cost $70 million to put together. Part of the budget will go towards a week of additional photography with some of the lead actors of Justice League. Now, they don't say which lead actors, but the initial budget was $25 million. So we've already gone up to 70 which I can only assume will get higher and higher the longer this goes on. Yeah, and because and, there, there, is there a definite release date yet? No, like they can keep pushing this back. And just keep pouring money into it. It says 2021. So I think that's as much detail as we've got so far. Right, okay. This is fascinating. That I guess they're not <laughs> producing any other movies, though, really, at the minute. So they can just float a little bit of extra cash towards them. I, I understand that. But I just think the whole idea of you doing this is because, like... The the idea was that oh well if there's a ju- there's a Zack Snyder cut there, we could just throw that out for an extra bit of money like that's pretty good. If you've got some just a bit extra on the top, just but hanging if you're spending, around. Yeah, but if you're spending seventy million dollars to put together a movie that I can only assume is maybe half done, then I don't know if the positives outweigh the negatives in why you would do this. This is true, and. Sh- it really, they're really banking on this being good, aren't they? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean, I just have a question. Will this be good? I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> what I want to do for you, Connor, I want to list you out a few movies that cost $70 million to make. Right. And I you know tell for me- a fact that... I know for a fact that Deadpool cost 56 or something when it came out. So maybe this movie will be just as good as Deadpool. And successful, maybe. <laughs> successful, yes. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, $70 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that went into Bugs Bunny, though, and the animation, to be fair. And, and Bob Hoskins. <laughs> and uh, Bob Hoskins, the animation of Bob Hoskins, yes. It Chapter 2. Okay. Alien vs. Predator. Did have a lot of special, effects. Lot of oh, special effects. Alien vs. Predator is kind of working against your argument here, but keep going. <laughs> I, I maintain that the first one is all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Osmosis Jones cost $70 million. You could. Right. Would, you, would you rather Justice, Jack Snyder's Justice League or another Osmosis Jones? <laughs> you know what? I don't think I ever expected that question to be asked of me. In my life. And... Oh. Well, oh, go on. What if, Connor, I offered you on a silver platter... Okay, uh, one side Justice I've, League. So, Zack Snyder's Justice League, that's locked in. That's on yeah. one side of the aisle. What do I have to grab my attention on the other side? You could have this, Connor, and then have three million dollars spare. Oh, I would love a three million dollars spare, please. The New Mutants. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Which would you rather, Connor? Um, oh man, that is that is not good. Would you rather get shot in the balls or the face? Who? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't really know. see. This is seventy million on all on the. I would say how much did the first Justice League cost? Maybe two hundred and fifty million dollars to make originally. So yeah. they're they're getting up close to three hundred million dollars or whatever. In regards to the movie itself, this uh, is three hundred million was the initial budget for Justice League, by the way. Right, so then three hundred and seventy million. This is yeah. currently at. So you're getting up to near four hundred million dollars for a movie that might be good, but you're kind of just rearranging a movie that's not good to Isn't do this, it. Didn't we have this exact same scenario with Solo? Um, yeah, they put a lot of money into the reshoots and that. Now Solo is a grand movie, but is it worth it? I don't think so. Avengers Endgame costs three hundred and fifty-six million to make. <laughs> so in the end, this will cost more. This will, yeah, this will cost more to make than Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Worth it? I think so. Did you I see that so. top lip? <laughs> Henry Cavill's top lip is gorgeous. It's just framed, so it's always out of shot. I bet. <laughs> He's just always terribly framed. They've always cut off his head in every scene. But it's like it's they make it look artistic, like it's a Wes Anderson's yeah. Justice League. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they are spending um all of this money to redo Zack Snyder's Justice League for HBO Max. It will be, have its own special. They're bringing everybody back. I don't know if Affleck and Gadot are going in for the reshoots, but I can only assume we've heard Henry Cavill isn't, but that doesn't mean that they aren't. I suppose they're bringing in somebody, some of the main stars anyway, to reshoot some scenes. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just think the whole thing might just be getting out of hand. It seemed like a good idea if it was just profit. If it's just straight profit and you're just going to re-release it and make a hundred million dollars, go for it. 
But if you're spending 70 million to get the thing out, it's kind of looking less positive as an idea. Yeah, because what if it comes to the point and it's like, oh, we missed out on making a profit by $60 million. You know, like then you're going to feel real stupid about putting 70 million quid into this. How much can you change in 70 million dollars? Well, you can do a whole movie, but can can Zack Snyder save Justice League? I the, this is the question, and I'm interested to see if he can, but I don't have an answer about whether or not it'll be good. I yeah. think what I've seen of it so far I like. The, I like sorry, I like the way that it's been presented so far. Like that trailer we got, I think that's perfectly serviceable. Um mm. But I would rather them give $70 million to Matt Reeves as the Batman over this, I think. Because I think it's more it's more heinous to do this and just have it be grand. Like, to go through all of this trouble to release a grand movie. Like, to promote your movie from shit to grand, I think is worse. If you're going to do it, it has to come out, like, amazing. Yeah, this has to be, like, you near, nearly universally enjoyed i think for for mm. any of this gamble to pay off <laughs> i just think i seen that news story and went, oh zach it's getting out of hand it's getting away from you just rain yourself rain it in, in. Dude. <laughs> um okay we're gonna move on to our next piece of news and this involves your favorite hero and mine sean james bond james bond as he's called in some james areas bond. of the world um and that is that uh, the betting has officially stopped has been suspended on Tom Hardy being cast as the new James Bond. Sean, what do you think of this rumour that has come out over the last week and a half or so? He is not confirmed, but they have already suspended betting on it, so we're probably maybe a few weeks out from the confirmation taking place. Yeah, I think this this tends to happen with a lot of stuff. Like I think it happens when they're announcing the new Doctor Who and things like that, is that they, they're like, look, lads, it's a surefire thing, so we're going to lose a lot of money if we pay out on all of these. Yeah. Um I I I like I like Tom Hardy as an actor. I think he's oh this is going to anger some people. I think he's oh, better than James Bond. Oh. I can see why you said that. Um I yeah, I think like James Bond 30 years ago, I think is right around his level, but I think he is He's an Oscar-nominated actor, and I'm not saying you don't have, you like if you were an Oscar-nominated, you can't be James Bond. But the James Bond franchise has been losing a lot of steam over the last few years, rather than gaining traction. Whereas Tom Hardy's been going in the other direction. It feels like a backward step, weirdly. Yeah. But but I suppose to him, James Bond is still James Bond. Like you're guaranteed to make money off a James Bond film. Exactly, and I'm sure he has like treasured memories of watching James Bond movies growing up. Because mm. when he would have been around like 12 or 13, James Bond is the coolest thing you can ever imagine. But I yeah. think just in terms of what a general audience likes in a movie, I think that, and I've been thinking about this because I was wondering, like, I should like James Bond. By all accounts, it should appeal to everything I like. Mm. But I think... In, like intelligence agencies and spies back in the 80s 70s 80s and 90s no one had a fucking clue what they did so it was all just cool gadgets and traveling around the world 
And now we all know it's like, oh, it's just like an NSA and there's a bunch of people in an office listening to phone calls. And it's hard to make that entertaining. Especially because there's so many good, like, spy shows on Netflix or, like, that are coming out on lots of streaming services. So people are kind of getting their fill through those shows rather than before you didn't really have a spy genre unless it was in the film. Like, you had some spy shows on TV, but, like, nothing with the big budgets that James Bond had. Like, you got to go see this extravaganza, which you have this amazing spy, and he's going around the world. And I think that has kind of been lost. And we mentioned it last week or the week before, that Daniel Craig came into James Bond franchise, and he reinvigorated the whole thing with um, Casino Royale. And that is a really good movie. And why it was good was because we went from the campiness of Brosnan to just, like, that scene with him in the bathroom just kicking the shit out of that guy. Like, that is really good. And it's it's good to have that dichotomy between the two movies. But I think Tom Hardy, I can't see him doing campy stuff. So it will just be more of the same of what Daniel Craig was doing. In a weird way, like, I don't think Tom Hardy can be in a seat and not be, like, a powerhouse. Because that's just who, what he is. That's the thing, um, like, I, but I, I think, wouldn't it be really interesting if this James Bond wasn't, like... But then, now I'm just making Kingsman up in my head. Like, he was a street-level guy, and now and he's kind of a brawler. Which I think would suit Tom Hardy. To be like, he's kind of rough around the edges as a spy, but he gets the yeah. job done. But is that not Casino Royale? <laughs> Uh, maybe yeah i guess it is but but as you say that's been lost so we'd just be going back to casino royale yeah i I think tom hardy as james bond is really good for james bond as a franchise i think if if he is confirmed over the next few weeks i think they have done really well with that signing because a lot of people will see tom hardy's name on a poster and they will want to go see the movie he's one of those stars that there, there probably isn't that many around these days but if people see tom hardy they're like oh this must be good i'd say it can't be bad tom hardy's in it um but i think he is kind of i don't know what he can bring the Daniel craig didn't already bring to the franchise. Yeah, without a radical like rewrite of James Bond as a character, it's going to be more of the same, I think. Which I think is might be good for the first one, but maybe the second and third one that he does will eventually start losing steam. I think. See, I still think Idris Elba was the right shout. I think Idris Elba was the way to go if you were going to cast anyone. And now, of course, I think he's too old. But if you were going to cast him in the last three years, I think Idris Elba was the man to go with. Yeah, now what they need to do in the new one, I think, is not make it about, oh, being a spy has changed and Bond's ways are the old ways. Give up on that story. It's boring as fuck. (laughs) No, but what normally happens is Bond's ways are the old ways and we don't agree with it. And then the, the last act is like Bond going you've all been fooled into doing everything new with the old ways are the best ways yeah. this is why I haven't been fooled and, and 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 then there's always some someone talking cryptically in a cell someone who <laughs> wants themselves to be captured <laughs> and then there's always the bit like Die Hard 4 Pido where it's just he's talking to a bunch of nerds oh. and the nerds don't know what's going on. He's like, you don't get it. You're just going to punch someone until it works. But like in 
what I like is, and I, I've I've not seen it, but you've told me about it. Is that you know, uh, Bad Boys for Life? Yes, I like that. One of the biggest dudes in that whole crew is the tech guy. Oh yeah, he's massive. Yeah, he, he's in Vikings, and he, like he so he's built like a Viking, and then he put on like forty pounds as well of muscle. Mm. But you were telling me he's the tech guy, like he's in charge of the computers. <laughs> Yeah, he's, there's not, I don't think there's any scenes where he fights anybody, but he's standing beside Will Smith and he's much bigger than him. Yeah, so like, there's room for that, that like, not all, not all spies are massive and not all tech guys are weedy. And it doesn't have to be either or in these movies. Bond can use his old ways and still, you know, have a microchip in his head or whatever they want. <laughs> The classic. That's a classic Bond storyline. To be fair, I, like I don't know. I, this is coming from a man who does not care about James Bond at all, but who thinks Tom Would Hardy you, seems nice. The, I think Tom Hardy is a, is a great actor, and he seems like a nice man. Um, and this is why I think we probably aren't as big on James Bond as a lot of people. So seeing this is kind of like I'd like to see what he brings, but at the same time, I still have zero interest. Yeah, and and how's this going to work in his Venom schedule? <laughs> he has to fi- fill him another ten Venoms! Where's he going to fit all this in? He has to fill him another tenums. <laughs> um, would you prefer Tom Hardy or Henry Cavill as James Bond? Just randomly. I just thought ooh, of that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Cause Cavill in The Man From U.N.C.L.E. does look the exact same as James Bond. That, I was just thinking of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. and Cavill's yes. fucking great in that. I think I want Cavill. I think Cavill would be a great Bond. Um, although, although it'd be very hard to be a spy because he's like six foot four and he's just massive. He can't blend in. That's true. No. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is everyone's favorite actor, The Rock, um, char- the most charismatic man. Uh, he is doing a film called Black Adam, and the news coming out this week is that they have officially cast Hawkman in that film. And who they've cast is Aldous Hodge, who will be playing Hawkman, who you might know Aldous Hodge. He recently starred in the Invisible Man remake there from, when was that, February? Maybe January? January, February, Um, yeah. And so he has been cast as Hawkman in Black Adam. Um, I think this is really, really good news. I think Hawkman is a really big character they haven't even tried to tackle yet. Um, What do you know about Hawkman, Sean? Uh, Part man, part hawk. No. What? <laughs> no. Fuck. Well, oh, lads, I had one guess. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that logic. He got bitten by a radioactive hawk. He did not. Um, he has actually been around since like the 1940s. I think it was 1940 when he came. Or he was created. Um, and he's Carter Hall, and he's an archaeologist. And so the first version of the character has been a few. But the first version that I think they'll be doing for this movie is that Carter Hall is um, an archaeologist and he comes across a magic knife. And what happens is he finds out that he's actually... Bear with me, Sean. He's the soul of an ancient Egyptian priest or prince called Prince Khufu. And he's basically... his, His soul has lived through... Millennials or millennials, millennials, millennium, <laughs> avocados and lattes. Yes, no millenniums, and so he just keeps going. He's descended upon descendant, and he finds the knife, 
and it basically reminds him that he is reincarnated as somebody new every single lifetime. And so the person that he is there is Carter Hall. Um, and the story behind that is when he was a prince, he had this feud with this like Egyptian priest. And I'm pretty sure the Egyptian priest killed him and Hawk Girl, um, who is, uh, what's her name? Uh, Shiara? Shiara, I think it is. And nice. I think the, the priest killed the two of them when they were like lovers in ancient <gasps> Egypt. But he killed them with a magic knife. And so their souls just keep getting reincarnated over and over again, the two of them. So they are always in modern times. This is quite similar to, and forgive me for the oversimplification here, the plot of (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh took it from this! Uh, No, 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 I think Yu-Gi-Oh's been around, it's certainly since ancient (laughs) Egyptian times, Connor. Certainly, certainly. And there is no heart of the cards in this, so Yu-Gi-Oh is clearly better. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> um, not, the, not the near sight of a blue eyes white dragon anywhere in this story. The Rock, get on that. Well, to be fair, there's only th- well, there's four in the world, but Kaiba rips one up because he's a dick. God, the but bastard! I, uh, look, we won't get into Yu-Gi-Oh, Lord. The here. bastard! <laughs> um, no, this sounds cool. Like, and that sounds like a really interesting, um, not foil for Black Adam, but I suppose. He's a good guy, is he, Hawkman? Oh, Hawkman is a good guy. Yeah, he's been he's been a member of uh, the Justice Society and the Justice League. If you remember, the animated Justice League cartoon had Hawk Girl as one of the original seven. Yeah. Um, and that w- that was actually a pretty big deal at the time because Hawkman and Hawk Girl they were they were characters in DC, but they probably weren't on the same level as everybody else. And it was just good that they chose Hawk Girl in that role. But Hawkman is. I think they come in a partnership, like in a pairing. So if you get one, you normally have the other as well. Um, and so he uses Hawkman uh, Carter Hall. Why he can fly is he built his suit. This is the original version. He found this metal that's like an alien metal that's like anti gravity. Right. And, convenient. And it's convenient. And so he builds himself some wings. And then he just can fly. And so the wings do nothing, but he looks like a hawk when he does it. So it's on brand. <laughs> it's on brand. It is on brand because he's using anti-matter or anti-gravity uh, metal. He like makes a suit out of that metal. And so he can fly about the place. Do you know what? It's better than the black condor who was just raised it, by it condors is. and so could fly. And learned how to fly. You, you learn by watching, Sean. I don't know what you're giving out about. That, yeah, that's famously how they teach flight. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> Watch that plane! Watch that plane, Tommy! Watch what it does! <laughs> now run! <laughs> run, Tommy! Arms out! <laughs> the um, No, I think he's a good uh, cast. I think that's... like the, the Black Adam movie is getting a nice little cast built up for itself here. Mm. I t- see, I don't know what um, the role of Hawkman will be in this movie. Because it's interesting. Like Normally, if you would Hawkman and Black Adam in the same story... They're both from ancient Egypt, so that's a good link for the two of them anyway. You could have a thing where, oh, when Carter Hall was back in his Egyptian prince version, him and Black Adam were either friends or enemies, depending on whatever. Whatever the story dictates. But the whole idea of this movie is that it's Black Adam's movie, so he is kind of the anti-hero as well. So you're probably going to need another big bad villain to be in this that the two of them can team up and fight maybe, maybe yeah maybe it's like uh the pharaoh 
is like, look, you're a bad dude, but you're the only one who can stop this even badder dude. Well, actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that priest also has his soul reincarnated a lot of the time as well. So he could be the villain. That would make a lot of sense. But I don't know what stake Black Adam would have in that fight. <laughs> and the movie is called Black Adam, so he's like getting in between a squabble between Hawkman and some weird priest. Yeah, now the, the danger is there that they like they chicken out and they do a venom on it where they turn him into more hero than anti hero. And it's like yeah. he redeems himself for Egypt and all this, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it's it is strange because you cast the most charismatic man as Black Adam. And I don't think anyone could dislike The Rock, but Black Adam as a character is Shazam's big bad. So you're already kind of at a weird intersection of what you do with that character. Yeah, I don't, like... I don't... It's it's not that I'm... It's not that I don't care, it's just like, at this point, I have so, such little information with regards to all of this movie and how even it feeds into Shazam or how Shazam feeds into it mm. that I think I'm just going to wait and see. I'm reserving judgment, I think. And I, I think that's probably the best thing you could do because they will be releasing news about this slowly, but like, I think it will be an interesting movie to watch what what path they take here. But it's, it's a good introduction of if you introduce Hawkman and Hawkgirl, that's a whole other franchise that DC could tap into. Either on a streaming site or in movies themselves. Or in some kind of $70 million HBO Max show. If we could just reshoot Justice League again for <laughs> $90 million and add Hawkman and Hawkgirl into there, you could be onto something. Just to, you know, flesh out the universe a bit. <laughs> just go full George Lucas on it. Make a new version every year. I think every year Zack Snyder should go back and spend $90 million remaking Justice League and adding different members to the league to see which one would actually be good. Yeah, like what combination of characters (laughs) would work? There's like like one where he takes out Batman and Superman and everyone's just like, this is a bit weird. Lads, I added in Hawkman and the Black Condor. I don't know what you're giving out about. Somehow this is the one that works. It's so weird. They keep asking audiences which one they like, and they love the Black Condor. It doesn't make any sense. sense. (laughs) (laughs) He just learned to fly by looking at birds. What the fuck? People like that. People like an underdog. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they have cast Hawkman in the Black Adam film. I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, It could get very... It's going to get very Egyptian heavy, I think, at the start. There's going to be a lot of exposition. Hopefully it doesn't fall into the trap that maybe X-Men Apocalypse fell into. You don't want to do it all for the first... X-Men Apocalypse? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, got them. Nice. <laughs> got them. Nice. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And something, Sean, that might interest you is that Moon Knight... <gasps> now, there's some Moon Knight news. And that is that there is a rumour claiming that Marvel really wants Keanu Reeves to play Moon Knight in a Disney Plus series. Sean. I'm all for this. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Who is Moon Knight, by the way? Oh, the Fist of Khonshu? Let me tell you, yes. Connor. Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight is a merc- was a mercenary, and then he turned good and killed a bad mercenary. Yeah. But that bad mercenary managed to stab him through the chest or something. And then... 
uh, Mark Spector wandered into an Egyptian temple. He was in Egypt at the time. Forgot to mention that. It's it's a classic origin story, to be fair. It's a classic. We've heard a very similar one, not but 10 seconds ago. Yes. And so he wanders in and he kind of lies down at the foot of this statue. And it's the, the god Khonshu, who is, what is he? He's the claimer of vengeance or something like that. That's a pretty good thing to be. It really like if you're is. a claimer of vengeance. And yeah, and he's like the god of the moon and all this. And so Mark is revived, but he has all the powers. He has like god powers, essentially. And mm. like reflexes, strength, the whole the whole nine yards. And then he goes and he gets revenge on that mercenary that killed him. Then he comes back and he's he kind of sets up uh as a vigilante known as Moon Knight, uh, who was one of the coolest costume designs in all of comics and then he th- what's really interesting about him is that he has multiple personality disorder or disassociative personality disorder so yes i remember you telling me this yeah yeah so his secret identity is like he, he has a couple of them is the thing he has a, a uh like a billionaire playboy uh so that he can fund his operation one of his identities is like a taxi cab driver on the street so he can uh, learn all the information down there. Yeah, and then obviously Moon Knight is another one. And then Mark Spector is also a different personality than all of the other ones. Mm. And so they all combine into Moon Knight. But he has this like real mental trauma outside of being a, a, a vigilante. And it's and could you see Keanu Reeves playing the character? Because according to um, the news, is that Marvel Studios is looking for an actor in their forties to fifties to play Spectre, a grizzled veteran turned mercenary in the series. I could see that. Like if you get, if you even look at John Wick, kind of Keanu Reeves, you have mm. that level of anger in Mark Spectre. <laughs> I think you have a great character on your hands. And I think Keanu Reeves has come out recently and multiple times actually said he kind of wants to do another comic book movie for like the last few years. And he he hasn't specifically said Marvel, but I think it has been implied that, I mean, I wouldn't turn them down if they wanted me to do something with Marvel. And Kevin Feige, I think, even revealed last summer that like they were talking to Keanu Reeves about a role. I think that was for the Eternals originally. But they they want to get him in. Yeah, Marvel and, do this, is that they, like, scout out actors. And even if it's not for the project they're currently working on, they'll think of them for down-the-line stuff. That's how uh, Gyllenhaal got Mysterio. And I think that's a good way to do it. Like, you just pick up these amazing actors, and you're like, we want to use Reeves, but we need the right vehicle to use them in. We can't just throw them in just for having them. Like, this is the perfect opportunity. Kevin Feige wouldn't just, like, pick a big-name actor and put him into a role I don't think that doesn't suit them. I think he's going to try and fit them in into their best... to get the best out of them. Because you're just kind of doing... You're just losing money if you put them in a role that... Maybe you put them in a role that they're okay in, but there's another role in a year that they're going to be amazing for. So just keep them there. Well, what's really cool is that, like, we're entering into, like, a new... Literally, a new phase of Marvel is starting soon, and it seems to be like we're getting things like uh, Blade, so we have vampires and shit involved, and we're getting multiversal stuff as well soon. Um, and Moon Knight, uh, Blade, Ghost Rider, and Doctor Strange are all on a team together. They're called the Midnight Suns. Oh, that's a good name. It's, it's great. a very good name. 
and they fight against Mephisto, who's basically the devil. Yes, yes, and, I know Mephisto. Yeah, and so you could do a, like you could do like a mini team up of all of those heroes or anti-heroes as they are. Morbius is also in that, but he's owned by Sony, so I don't know if we'll get him. And nobody likes Jared Leto. Just but get out of <laughs> Nobody likes him at all. But Connor, what I like do you remember I was telling you about a Spider-Man story called Brand New Day? Uh, uh vaguely. This, this is where uh Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Mary Jane get married and they're happy out, right? And this is after Civil War, so everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Uh, much like they currently do in the movies. True. So, That's where what, we are right now. Yes. So, Aunt May is dying. And so Spider-Man oh. makes a deal with Mephisto that, okay, let Aunt May live. And what Mephisto wants in return is everyone's memories of the past, like, year, which includes Peter and MJ getting married and everyone knowing who Peter is. Uh, like, the comic book writers just reset it in that really dumb way. Right. So they could conceivably do the exact same thing in live action. <laughs> just get rid of it all. The end game never even happened. Every, wouldn't that be great for the writers, though, if no one remembered the snap? And you just went back five years. Like, you're just back to the original Infinity War, but Thanos is like, ah, leave it. It'll uh, be yeah. fine. What was I looking for again? Oh, I uh, head like a sieve. I'm after walking into the next room, but I can't remember why I'm here. I just oh, think we're, we're going to get a lot of weird mystical shit in Marvel soon, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and I think Moon Knight is a cool Disney Plus show to put in. If you get Keanu Reeves in for a Disney Plus show, you do 10 episodes of that, I think you will get a lot of people subscribing just to watch that show. Oh, yeah, that like that could be their new Mandalorian. Because at the minute, that is the only reason to have Disney Plus, is to watch The Mandalorian. And I think it's unfair to give Keanu Reeves superpowers. The man is dangerous enough as it is. Yeah, without being an immortal Egyptian <laughs> god type. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much, Sean. He, much he's going to be man. too strong. I Look, I'm, I'm totally behind that casting. There are some other castings I've seen thrown around as well. Uh, one of the dudes from Suits. You know Harvey in Suits? He, he oh was, yeah, which I think he could do like the billionaire side of things perfectly. But th- see, they're saying forty to fifty, like mm. a, an older gentleman. Yeah, it is odd that it's going older. But maybe there, maybe he's been Moon Knight for a few years, and maybe there's another younger Moon Knight coming in, or maybe there's another younger hero that he's teaching in some way. Yeah, that could be it. And like, I, it's cool to have established heroes. That's just like, oh no, they were here. They were just busy. And it could be a thing where maybe he's lost his way, and like he's trying to. Then there's some big problem, and he he's the only one that can solve it. But he's like, I gotta come out of retirement. Fuck it, all right. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Oh, I can't wait for that show to come out. I hope we get more announcements yeah. about that. And now, of course, we can confirm Kettleries has been cast, but it is what's happening is I think. Kevin Feige has said he wants Keanu Reeves in. Keanu Reeves has said, I want to do a Marvel show, and now he's heavily rumoured to be Moon Knight. <laughs> so I'm putting all three together in a big triangle. I, look, I'll, I'll go with your red string wall on this one. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is a remake of an 80s classic, Sean. That is right, we're back in the remakes. Oh, but I right. think you might... 
weirdly like this one but also be against it. It's a this, weird, I think you're going to be a weird ground. What energy do I give out on this podcast? I don't, I don't, I'm going to be interested to see what energy you give out because I have Scarface remake rumour claims Michael B. Jordan is the new Tony Montana. Fuck, how could you do this to me? <laughs> It's weird energy. It's weird energy. Oh, I've gone on record on this show saying Scarface is one of those movies you don't need to remake. But I've also but gone you've on also got a record saying you love Mike Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I will support him in any movie that he is ever in ever. Yeah. Oh fuck. Mm. I approve of this. I'm coming down on one side of the line. What? Yeah. That's madness. God, come on, man. It's Michael B. Jordan. But it's Scarface. Yeah. You know, the film that is studied as an example of a great film. That you should probably not remake because you won't do it better. No, but you can do it different. You see, your love of Michael B. has, has clouded your judgment here. Okay, okay. I, I, Let me throw the question to you, Connor. Would you watch Michael B. Jordan as Tony Montana? You see... That's that's a different question to it than if I want the movie. If it was out and would I watch it? Perhaps. But do I want it to be created? No. You said that about Joker and you loved every second. <laughs> that's a lie. You know what I will, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm, I, no, I, I don't... I, I, mm, I don't approve of remaking things for the sake of remaking them. But if they've said oh, we want Michael B. Jordan to do this. That implies that they have an idea and a vision for how to tell that story from a different perspective. Mm. I don't think it's going to be the same script. I think it's going to be like no, the same One beats. word for word. Yeah, like it's 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 not going to be a Lion King remake scenario. And I don't think Michael B. Jordan will be doing an impression of Pacino. No, but if he does like... I don't know. Like... You, the, you know the scene at the end that I'm reloading? Yes. That scene, but with the energy of Killmonger? Yes! That'd be really good! Yeah. That, oh. I I think that, like... It's not that I'm interested even in seeing Scarface remade, is that I'm seeing what Michael B. Jordan would do with that role. And I think he'd do good things. I, I See, I trust Michael B. Jordan to sign on for good projects, but I don't like the idea that they're remaking a movie that does not need to be remade. So you're kind of in this weird limbo currently, where if they don't... Yeah, as you said, maybe it's not a complete remake. Maybe it's just you take uh, inspiration from that movie. The problem is you're going to have to call it Scarface, though, because that's how you get people in. If you're like, this is the new Scarface, you're not going to call it something else. If we follow, like, current naming trends, is that you just take, like, you, you try and get a one-syllable sum-up of what the entire movie's about. Cocaine. Cocaine. Well, that's two syllables. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Coke. 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 <laughs> just call it Coke. <laughs> Coke colour, like, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck, not again. Um, scar? Or do you call it face? Oh, you call it Scar. You definitely call it Scar. Call it Scar. Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, look, again, remakes are rarely good, except for 21 Jump Street. Um, but <laughs> this one I'm kind of interested in. I'll give you that much. And I I think, um, I think they will put a lot more effort into this. I don't... See, it's a strange, because I wouldn't say this is a money grab, because... Well, 
I think it is to a certain extent, but I don't think if you were trying to money grab, you would choose Scarface as the one to do it with. Like, there's there's other, there's a hundred other properties, as we've discussed, that you would do before. You were like, well, we'll make a billion dollars if we do a Scarface remake. I don't know if that audience is even built in anymore. Yeah, that's, that's a really, and uh, in many ways you're opening yourself up to, like, film purists, who the old ways are the best ways, and it never got better than, you know, like, the Brat Pack of Hollywood. Um, so I, th- I think... They must want to make this for a reason. I'd be interested when we hear who the director do, is. They've been apparently looking to do it for the last ten years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And is there is there like a director or a writer attached or anything? Um. So it's um. Call me by your names, director Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. I oh, can't I think pronounce we his name. About this, didn't we? Yeah, but he is. He's. I think he's either signed on. Or he's about to sign on as director. Okay. I mean... It'll be different. It'll certainly be different, I think. Hmm. And I think it could be... It could be either good or bad. We don't know. But Michael B. Jordan and the Call Me By Your Name director is a good double act. Yeah. And I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt so far. Yeah. But Um, I reserve the right to say it's shit. No, you don't. You said you love Michael B. Jordan and everything he does. Oh, I did say that. <laughs> you Curse told this me audio you platform. Fan- <laughs> you told me you love Fanforstic. You said you said it's your favourite movie. No, I didn't say these things. <laughs> I didn't say them, really. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is something that is absolutely mental as uh, a report. This has come out that the Flash movie is reportedly wanting Nicolas Cage as Superman, Gar- Christian Bale, Fuck. Val Kilmer, George Clooney, <laughs> and Mr. O'Donnell to cameo in the movie. So, we have found out recently that um, you've had a, lot, a few Batman coming back for the Flash movie, because he's yeah. going to be going around all the timelines. And now it has come out that the Flash movie and DC are asking all of these actors to come back for a cameo in the movie. Okay, okay. but here's the thing, is that in the the Arrowverse recently did the Crisis event, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and in that, because here's what's fucked about this whole scenario, okay, is that Brandon Routh in the Arrowverse plays the Atom, right? But he's also Superman. He's also Superman, and he also plays Superman in the Crisis event in Arrowverse. But also (laughs) during the Crisis event, Ezra Miller's Flash met Grant Gustin's Flash. Yeah. (laughs) So now, but now, in this new Flash movie, Brandon Routh isn't playing Superman at all. No, he's not. They have apparently Nicolas Cage. They're looking for him to come in as a Superman. Um, if anyone doesn't know, Nicolas Cage is obsessed with Superman. Uh, he has uh, Superman issue one. I'm pretty mm. sure, like a, the the super rare 1937 
comic. Action Comics number one or something like that. Yeah, Action Comics number one. Um, Tim Burton attempted to make a Superman movie back in the 90s, and Nicolas Cage was cast as this, as Superman in that movie. It never got past the developmental stage, but it's been he- it's been like one of Hollywood's biggest like jokes. Like, oh, imagine Nicolas Cage, like 90s Nicolas Cage as Superman with his big mullet is a ludicrous thing to even consider, but they did try and do that at one, at one stage. Then, on the other side, you also have um, Warner Brothers looking at Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, and Chris O'Donnell to come back. Um, and I suppose it would literally just be for two seconds, I'd say. I'd say he comes, he turns up, and Val Kilmer and George Clooney and Christian Bale maybe are all there, all the Batmans. Um, yeah, I don't Batman. think it's like a, I don't think it's a team up movie or anything like that. No, like Kilmerson like yeah. coming back for the final act. Like no, I don't think so. Um, and it's not going to be like a a Spider Verse scenario where they all team up at the end. It's going to be no, this is the wrong universe. No, this this is the wrong universe. You know. Imagine, I'm just imagining Ezra Miller making a mistake and turning up, and it's George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell dressed as Batman and Robin in their 40s and 60s. Oh, God, that's going to be... Like... Because I was going to say, oh, just do old Bruce Wayne, but that's why you have Michael Keaton in that movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's playing old Bruce... But I think they're all playing old Bruce Wayne. Connor, you've not realised something. Is that Chris O'Donnell in Batman and Robin and Batman Forever plays Dick, Dick Grayson. Oh, no. Oh, no. We could be getting our first live-action Nightwing <laughs> in the form of Chris O'Donnell in The Flash. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I don't think I could have taken of a worse scenario for his first big screen debut. <laughs> Little Dickie's growing up. He's 40 now. Little Dickie's big showing on the big screen is going to be Chris O'Donnell playing him. When he's real old. And look, I'm sure Chris O'Donnell's in, like, decent shape, right? But, but yeah, no, no, I'm not saying anything about the man. I'm just saying the idea that Nightwing, who's a character you could make a lot of money with, his first appearance is going to be as Chris O'Donnell, who is the Dick Grayson from the Batman and Robin universe. Yeah, now, again, I, I, I did misspeak there because we did get Nightwing in Titans, your favourite show. Oh, we did. Yes. Uh, so this will be his second appearance. Then this is true. Yes, um, but see, th- but that's not technically cinema. Though. That's that's the DC universe or, D- or the DC streaming service. That's true. So this is this will be the screen. first the first silver screen appearance by by the, oh man. I I think it would be cool if Kilmer Clooney. And Keaton all did a thing that maybe... See, Christian Bale looks the exact same. Um, mm. And George Clooney has a bit of the silver fox going on. He could be, like, right at the verge of retirement. But they could have a thing where they're all retired, but maybe some of them took it differently than others. Maybe Kilmer's evil. Maybe Clooney's gone a bit mental. We don't know. Like, you could do it separate ways where maybe Keaton takes it the best of them. And he's kind of trading up Terry McGuinness. Or something. Yeah, and there's like a Batman Beyond appearance. That's interesting. An interesting way of looking at it because, like, if you look at Christian Bale, like his Bruce Wayne, like gave it up. Like he got out. Like that's how his story ends. And he said, "Why don't you use your real name, Robin?" 
Well, there's another Nightwing. <laughs> no, that's a Robin. He can't change his name because he has to use his real name. His real name is Nightwing. <laughs> you should use your real name, Nightwing Robin. Oh, my parents were hippies. <laughs> Nightwing Robin um, yeah I think Christian Bale like he's out so unless they like maybe Flash turns up in that ca- uh, in that um, that coffee in the cafe place. at the end yeah in the cafe and like Michael Caine is there and he'll nod and Ezra Miller's just like where the fuck am I it's like oh this seems like a universe that's way too grounded for me yeah I don't I don't like this there's no quips oh there's never any quips in the Batman movie well, Lucius Fox gets a few quips in Oh, Michael Caine gets a few outright jokes. I think that's Alfred's thing, though. Alfred is a man to bring Bruce down, just like to tease him. <laughs> just, just to knock his confidence a little bit. Yeah, I knock his confidence before he goes out to fight crime. You're shit, ah! You're shit and I hope <laughs> right. you die. Classic I'll Alfred. I'll talk to Lair. <laughs> hey, go on, I'll talk to Lair. Do you want sandwiches when you get back? All right, cool. Yeah. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. But... Um, yeah, I just... This is this is heavily rumored. Everything with this Flash movie is all very much behind closed doors. Like they released the fact that they're bringing in Keaton, but I think they're trying to keep a lot of the surprises of who could appear in what way. Because you could do anything with this. Like he could go through multiple universes. Yeah, but like it's it's different going through multiple universes in comics and doing it in live action. Um, that that's a very surface level statement, I grant you. But like, you can only do the same thing so many times before the limitations of oh, these are actual people on an actual set. Like, you're gonna reach that eventually. Yeah, I, I think Keaton would have been the one that I would have been okay with. Like adding Kilmer in, I'm I don't know, I'm like it's okay, but I'm not. That's not as exciting as Keaton being in it or or Ben Affleck. Yeah, and like, and even Bale coming back, like, it, it it's, it's not. I don't think not, he should be involved. No, I don't think he should be involved. It's not a selling point for me uh, to see Christian Bale back as Batman because they like they finished those and they finished it, you know, as well as they could, given everything that went on. But mm. If, like, the last time we see Christian Bale's Batman is chatting to Ezra Miller's The Flash. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but now I've got a sick stu- feeling in my stomach. Yeah. I don't I don't like that. I think, I think just leave it. Like, it's fine. You can, you can bring back Keaton, because Keaton didn't get a, a proper send-off. I think Kilmer was only around for one, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I would maybe bring back Clooney and O'Donnell just for the sheer fun of it because they were I mean they they were in that ludicrous movie I think so, they both I mean, do it is the thing and yeah, I, I think it's just a piss take for them two um, Bale should stay far away and then Affleck is just cool to see I think I think Bale had the three the three movie arc leave him there it's fine I'm not as excited about him as I would be about other people but then again there's a lot of people that get Bale is their Batman like, a lot of people who maybe aren't into comic books who have watched those three movies are like, oh, Bale is a cool Batman. He's the best. And a lot of people say, oh, he's the best Batman. So maybe they will throw him in there just to get that added boost to That's the very possible. That's very possible. Put Will Arnett in there somewhere as well. <laughs> Lego Batman is just standing there. There's just a, just somewhere in the background there's a little Lego Batman figure. So Will Arnett can be like, I'm in, I'm in that movie. <laughs> 
the kids at the orphanage call me dick. Kids can be so cruel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, we're finishing off this week, Sean, with the WandaVision trailer. So this is the release of um, the, the Disney Plus series that the MCU are bringing to us. And that is evolving everyone's favourite vision. Vision. And everyone's favourite Elizabeth Olsen character, Wanda. Ah. <laughs> or Scarlet, Vi- Scarlet Witch. Put them together, you got Scarlet Witch Vision. Or Wanda Vision, if you want to change it a little bit. And so they released a trailer. Sean, what did you think of it? I've never been more confused by a TV trailer. But I'm also <laughs> loving this. I think it looks class. It looks batshit insane. Yeah. It, like, and, and it doesn't look to be holding anything back either, like... It's okay. Okay, I just want to say first off, it looks incredible. Like just in terms of the quality of the production, it's on Marvel movie level. It looks like. Yeah, I think they're putting a lot of funds behind this. They're they're very much trying to get Disney Plus as the go to thing in between movies, and maybe that will swarm the market and it will like you have too much of the MCU as we were already getting to that point with three movies a year anyway. And then in between the movies, you're going to have Disney Plus stuff. But if you do them well, I think people will still keep coming back. Like, they can't be like, oh, well, they're half hours in it, so I'm not going to watch it. If everything there is, there's money there, and you're doing it all properly, and trying to make it the best it can be, I think people will still watch it, just to keep up with it. Um, so you have one division. It, it opens with, we've seen it a kind of a little bit in the teaser. Um, I don't know when that was, from maybe six or seven months ago. Um, and you see Wanda, Wanda and Vision are in their 50s family setup in like this TV environment where they're like in a sitcom kind of thing. And it's pretty obvious that it's all been set up by Scarlet Witch, is it not? Yeah, and but it seems like she doesn't know. Like if you, if you, Really? Yeah, there's points in the trailer she's using her powers and it's all grand. Then there's points in her trailers where... There's a bit, um, they have their neighbours over for dinner and they're asking questions about where did you guys come from? And neither Scarlet Witch nor Vision can answer. And as the camera zooms in on Scarlet Witch, like it goes from being a four by three aspect ratio, like an old TV, and it widens out. Until it's 16 by 9. I I noticed that as well. I have that note here. That's a really cool uh, feature to have there. Yeah, and I don't think that's done for the trailer. I think that's going to be a lot of, like, the show is playing with those TV tropes. Yeah, the minute she starts to realise this is not, like, a TV show, like, this isn't real, the the screen itself starts widening to be like, no, this is actually real life. Like, the more you realise it, the more, the less, like, a TV show it becomes. Yeah, I've been thinking about, like, what it is, and it's, like, my guess is that after Endgame, so Vision is dead... First of all. I, I have a theory here too, so I'm interested to see if your theory matches my theory. Okay. I think, um, first of all, I think when she, her and her brother were kids, I think they used to watch these old American TV shows, right? I think they mentioned okay. something about that somewhere in the movies. Um, and I think after Vision dies, Scarlet Witch just starts watching these TV shows as a way to cope. And then slowly she's like, cre- she realizes the extent, full extent of her powers. And then she creates a world where her and Vision can be together. 
I also think, uh, and this is a big claim, I think Quicksilver is going to be in this show at some point. Interesting. Also, I will say your theory is wrong from my theory. My theory is way more mental. Okay. Can I? Okay, bear with me, and then I want to hear your theory. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, go on. So, uh, yeah, Scarlet Witch is not just like, it's not just like she's changing what the room looks like. She has created her own, like, pocket dimension that she can live in. That vision is there. Yeah. And I think that's weakening, like, the walls between other dimensions. Because this apparently ties into the multiverse of madness. And I think... And she's meant to be a, a big part of that movie as well. Exactly. And I think the madness is, like, I think she's actually, like, losing her mind a little bit in this. Mm, um, I, I, I can see that. Like, she, it's clear that she's not all there or that she's riddled with grief. Exactly. And she's trying to cope as best she can. And... We see uh, Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. Yes, um, that is the the kid in Captain Marvel, um, and she, you see her flying across the screen. So she like comes back out through. I can only in my head all I could think of was the Truman Show. Like she Very comes out similar. of the bubble. Yeah, like, and I think she's thrown out by Wanda, right? Yeah, and also she lands at the government uh, base that is just outside the town. Yeah, and well, I that, think they've set that whole town up. Um, like the town itself, they've uh, is there, but they've set up all the government people that are all around that, like Shield. That are like, we can't let it go further than here. Like this that, weird world that she's created. Yeah, that's not Shield. Uh, that's Sword. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, so Sword is like extra dimensional, extraterrestrial threats that they deal with. Okay. Um. But I think that's how Monica Rambeau gets her powers, is she gets thrown through another dimension and, like, picks them up somehow. Interesting. Yeah, I, I could see that. She's going to be a big part of this show. Yeah, I think so. Um, go ahead with your theory. See, my theory, Sean, I think you might freak out about this, but it involves a character that you already mentioned earlier on in the show. And that is the fact that Wanda, she's riddled with grief. Yeah. After um, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and all that. She decides that she can't take it anymore. And she sells her soul to Mephisto. Holy or she fuck. sold her soul to the devil, Sean. Because she said, I just want Vision back. And he says, well, like, I can give you Vision, but you're going to have to join him in this alternate reality. Like, that's the only place you can stay together. And so her and Vision are in that reality together. And I think this because there's also a character there called um, Witch, a- Witch Agatha. Agatha um, you know that, Yeah, so you know the, the lady in the car? Yeah. That, that's the same lady. She appears multiple times in this trailer. And I think she's working with Mephisto um, to basically like create this whole universe. And so there's several times where Wanda starts to like, go, this isn't very real. Like, and then it's her job to, like the Truman Show, turn up and be like, no, everything's grand. Don't worry about it. Like all these things that are happening, they're all explainable. Sometimes you forget what happens or where you were. Like, don't worry about that. Just to do like a and, like, soft cam- reset of her. like To calm stuff. her down. Because if she starts getting worked up, the universe will start crumbling around them. So it's, it's her job, this Witch Agatha one, to kind of go through all this and just calm uh, Scarlet Witch down at all times so she doesn't realise that she's in this like weird world that is created. Um, 
And also that that woman, she um, you can see her leaving this place at one stage. That's in black and white. And if you actually have the captions on, her name is Agnes, which I just think is like and they've just rearranged the letters of Agatha. <laughs> they've added an N in yeah. there. Like she's just kind of she's just kind of mixing up her name or whatever. But I think she's involved in this somehow. Um, and like say when Vision ta- is like freaking out at the end. Because nobody's moving at that input, like everybody yeah. is still, and he can't understand what's happening in this dimension, and he kind of touches her, um, and then she's like, oh, I thought you were dead. Um, or no, she's like, oh, he, he's like, I thought you were dead. He's like, no, you're dead. So, like, I, I think this is a whole scenario where she has sold her soul to the devil to create this universe that her and Vision can live in, and she doesn't want to be reminded that it's not real. This is really interesting because the, we see two two kids, like two babies, two newborn babies in the trailer. Yeah, they're holding the twins. Yeah, the twins are shards of Mephisto's soul in the comics. Yeah, um, is it Wiccan and Speed are the two yeah, kids? Yeah, So, oh my God, that does tie in. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm not just, I'm not just a handsome face, Sean. And Sometimes I have an idea. What if... Okay, there's one thing that everyone is pointing at is there's a wine bottle and the the label on the bottle says Maison du Mepris, which right. translates from French to a house of contempt, right? But if you just take the first bit, it's house of, and then Mepris begins with an M. So it's house of M. Which is, which is the story where Scarlet Witch eliminates 99% of all mutants. And and I think at the end of this, it'll be the opposite. Exactly. I think she will, she will bring mutants into the MCU. So in that comic book, she says, no more mutants, and she like wipes them all out. At the end of this, she will bring them into the MCU, and that's how you get the X-Men. I def- I, it, it, like, there needs to be some element of that, surely. Oh, I think this is good. I think this could be really, really good. I love when we do wild speculation. It's the best. <laughs> wild speculation of just comic book. Just let's throw shit at the wall and see if it's cool. It, it, why not, you know? I also love Vision's Halloween costume. Oh, yeah, their Halloween costumes are their costumes in comic books. Yeah, and Vision's looks so shit, but I love it. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I think Mephisto will be involved in this. Like, if you're going to go batshit, you might as well bring the devil in. You might as well. And then you have, like, Mephisto and Doctor Strange are, like, they're big... Like, Doctor Strange and Mephisto... Sorry. Mephisto is Doctor Strange's big bad a lot of the time. Interesting. Oh, this is very interesting. (laughs) I'm interested to see more of the trailers. Just to see what else they reveal. Yeah, but this is coming out in December, like. It's not It's not too far away. I think they'll drop one more before they release it. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll drop one maybe in November or so. Do you think they'll do it week on week, or they'll just drop all the episodes at once? Um, I think week on week. I think they're trying to bring people into Disney+. Plus. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's I, what they I did just with Mandalorian. This... I really liked having something to watch every week. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. And also, if you just release it in bulk, people sign up for a month and then they leave. But if you release it week to week and it's 10 episodes, you have to be signed up for at least two months. That's if very you want true. to get those episodes. 
Um, it's just it's it's basic trying to get money out of people. Uh, but yeah, I think this trailer looked really good. I think it can you can we can speculate. We can start rumours all we want, but I'm just really excited to see what happens in it. It could go numerous ways. It looks batshit insane, and I think that's good for setting up the universe of madness, or, um, what, what's it called? What's the Doctor, what's the Doctor Strange thing? Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, yes. And so, I'm interested to see how this all links in, but, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week. This was a newsy week, dude. Newsy week, yeah. I t- look, it's not often we have news here on Monday Movie. Monday Movies. Monday Movies. <laughs> Monday Movies. I never signed up for that show. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to partake in Movie Mondays. Wait, no. No, oh, we've gone wrong. It's okay. <laughs> we, we'll figure it out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the name. That's the one. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday. Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you, of course, goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast if you want to support us over there. But big shout out to Charlotte Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, and Dominic. Thank you all so, so much for your support. These are all the best. We hope you enjoyed uh, the Incredibles episode that we put out on Patreon. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to record, and hopefully it was fun to listen to. Hopefully it was. Um, but, yes, yeah, so you can support us over there. There's a link in the description if you're interested. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us any questions or queries to heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com but I think that's about it Connor I think it is so I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean Mean I'll see you next week guys bye bye how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.